Hello, dearest listeners, and welcome to this episode of the Post Pubescence Podcast. My name is Jake, and I'm here with Sammy Boy, and we're both very much unemployed. We're here to explore the unknowns and fears of establishing a career path. We figured that if this is something that scares us, we're probably not alone. So here we are, trying to figure our shit out. Our guest today is Sivi. In this episode, we discussed her high school and university experiences and adversities, and what it takes to be a medical student. We hope you enjoy. Peace. Yeah, I it, can. It, now. It, it's going. It's going in and out. <clears throat> Is it? Yeah, I can hear you now. Um, my Wi-Fi seems to be a problem, but yeah, it seems to be a com- it seems to be a common problem, like ours as well. Um, Is it? Yeah. Not too bad. Though. It's because everyone is at home now, so they're all using their Wi-Fi. That's true. That is so mm. true. Mm. Have you have you been keeping? How you been keeping busy? How's the how's the work treating you? Uh lol. So our country is now in lockdown, so that's fun. Um yeah. so yeah. things are a bit weird because we still don't really know what's gonna happen with like our degree and I'm in final year now, so I'm yeah. actually wanting to uh, pass and like graduate this year. Yeah, but yeah. um we don't know really as to like sure. what the like the process is going to be when we come back and they wanted us to come back on the 14th of April, but the lockdown only ends on the 16th of April. So they, yeah, it's just really, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. Um, but aren't you doing work? You said you were doing some work at, at the, at the hospital. Aren't you, are you still doing that? Yeah, no. So I'm done with that. So I was doing some volunteering stuff, um, just to help uh, out with like, screening patients and whatnot and um so most of the patients that come in to be screened are negative they're just like worried so um we screen patients and do like mouth swabs and all that stuff and then we also do some data stuff and some data capturing writing folders yeah and sometimes we actually just go handle all the other patients that are not COVID 19 type of patients which are the regular patients in the ward but the doctors don't have time to go see them because they're so busy doing that's yeah, cool. That's cool. yeah. Like, like, how many people in a day are you testing for Corona? Um, well, it depends. So, like, I worked the screening thing one day, and then that did like the call center the other day, and yeah. So it depends, like, how many people come in. So it can vary from like ten people to like fifty or so in a day. But obviously, okay. I, I won't work like. The- entire day or um, specific shifts yeah. Um, yeah. yeah according to those shifts then there'll kind of be less people coming in or be the more people coming in depending on what time people want to drive through but now mm. no one is really from tomorrow or from Friday onwards no one's allowed obviously to be driving around so shit yeah, yeah. It's, a bit, it's a bit of a problem um, yeah 
I, uh, yeah, so we normally just start out with like a little speed round of questions just to to get into things, just get into the uh, swing of things. Um, and Sam okay. will take you through, to, we'll take you through that. Yeah, yeah so um, we just have six short questions. Just uh, whatever comes to your head first is perfect answer. So don't sure. think too much about it. Okay, um, cool. okay, the first one is, would you rather fight 10 cats or two dogs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Um, uh, two dogs. Jeepers. Really? <laughs> really? Yo, I would take the 10 cats. <laughs> okay, anyway, uh, number two, what is your usual breakfast? My usual breakfast is plain yogurt with muesli, uh, or I don't usually eat breakfast because I leave the house at like 6 or 7 a.m. and I don't like eating before that time because I get nauseous. So I'll only eat at like mm. 10 or 11 again. Mm. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> uh, how often do you tell your friends that you love them? Oh, <laughs> very calm question, sir. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, actually quite often, um, but most of the time, you know, when you say, you know, when you say something without like, like definitive meaning behind it. So you're like, okay, cool. Everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then on, on the real, when you really actually mean it, it's often enough. I mean, they know that yeah. I love them because I'm, I'm not one yeah. to like hide my feelings. I say it, say it like it is type of thing. So they probably... I can't quantify it and be like once a month, but like okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you okay. switch between the, do you switch between the the casual I love you and the the one you real really mean? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So it, like, there's obviously when I say I casually I love you, it doesn't mean I don't mean it. It just means yeah. like I'm just saying it haphazardly. But yeah. um, yeah, there'll be like there'll be a certain like let's say context is is what the difference will be within between like the casual I love you and the mate I actually love you. Yeah, so okay, yeah, okay, di different, context, different tones. Sure, sure, sure. Mm, cool. Uh, when was the last time you cried? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, actually, probably not too long ago. Wait, I was saying, oh, okay. Oh, wait, I probably in a month ago. What what it's the twenty fifth of March. That's I nice. cried around the twenty something of February. Oh. Mm. Are, you, are you are you someone who cries often or um or is no. it more... oh, no. That's why I remember <laughs> that's why I remember when I last cried because I do not cry. It's um, so interesting because like everyone has different answers to that. Everyone some people feel yeah, like yeah, they they cry on the regular. Some people say no, they they never cry. It's like it's such a crazy thing. Yeah, yeah. And some so people good. haven't cried in five years. Such a lie. Hey, There's no way. That's me. No, that's yeah. Sam's making <laughs> reference Jake. to me. Seriously? Yeah, for, for real. For real. There hasn't been like a no. good good so sob in, in in five years. It's terrible. Yo, I mean, I'm happy for you. <laughs> no, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy about it at all. Um, <laughs> Conversation for another conversation for another time. Cool. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you do you believe in ghosts or any aliens? <laughs> um, 
that's a that's a difficult question because it has different like okay so i do not necessarily believe in aliens um i don't believe in ghosts and the scary who are covered in a like a, mm-hmm. a bed sheet type of ghost but i do believe yeah because <laughs> yeah. i mean like yeah <laughs> Um, but I do believe in spirits. I do believe in like um, evil entity, entities or good entities, I suppose. But I believe in like, let's say entities, but yeah. not like okay. UFO and abduct and yeah, yeah, yeah. Good movies. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, when was the last time you were proud? Of yourself. Of myself specifically. That yeah. was a good one. That's a good. Oh, that's such a good question. I'm gonna ask my friends this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, let me think. Yo, yikes! I feel like the fact that I have to think is an answer all on its own. But yeah. okay, we move. Sometimes we can't. So some, you can, sometimes you can't think of it like immediately. Yeah. It's in your head. You just can't yeah. think of it off off the bat. Um. I think when I when I got to final year and I realized that at the end of this year I'm going to be a doctor, like Ooh, yeah, that yeah. Is a nice feeling. Yeah, yeah that's I can't, good. I can't, I, I can't imagine what that feels like, but uh, it must be nice. It's yeah, unrivaled. Probably feels pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we we want to just get into the swing of the real questions. Um, cool. Those, yeah. those were not the real questions. Those were not the real questions. Those were just to make you feel comfortable to, to, to let your guard down, and now we're going to hit you with the, <laughs> the real juicy stuff. Okay, cool. Ready for you. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, we usually start with, uh, like, high school and uh, high school experiences. So um, tell us a little bit about your high school experience. Specifically, like where, 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 where did you go to high school? Um. Okay. So I'm obviously I'm from the Eastern Cape. Um. Um. From from Port Elizabeth, and I went mm-hmm. to primary school there. And we moved to Cape Town when I was like thirteen, 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 or twelve, one of the two. And um, we didn't really move under cute circumstances so everything was very like abrupt um we uh, it's a very long story but um my mom moved us here to kind of run after my sister or come look after my sister and when we got everything was very like um like very abrupt the move itself Mm -hmm. and everything was just very sharp and abrupt and so when we got here it was so uneasy and so busy (laughs) that um i had to start school like somewhere in february i was already late for school and and things are just like a bit weird so and i had to get like my uniform all in one day and like it was like a whole busy thing and when my mom moved over here she had no plan because like i said it was a abrupt type of um move so when it all happened. She did, she quit her job and she just like packed her stuff, sold our furniture, and we moved. And literally, she just drove the car and I went on a bus with my three-month-old niece at the time. And it was like, oh, what a cute baby you have! And I'm like, it's not mine. <laughs> 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 but you can't say that because it's like she belongs to me, sort of, but yeah, she's yeah, not yeah. mine. But um, 
Um, when we got here, she had no job, my mom, and we had, I mean, we sold everything to get here. So we moved in with my sister. Um, oh, such a long story, but essentially my sister's, my sister's fiance at the time was abusive. And so my mom was like, I'm going to Cape Town to save my daughter. And so yeah, everyone came yeah. over. And when we got here, she had no plan, she had no job. And somehow, somewhere, she met someone who had a daughter who went to the same school that I was going to go to. But yeah. obviously, I, hadn't, I didn't have any mm. uniform, I didn't have any books and whatnot. And so wow. this lady was like, listen, I've got some stuff. Um, they hand me down, but like, we'll sort you out for like the first day or the first month. And then you guys can like do what you need to do once you have a job and stuff so yeah, yeah um it was a very like it's more than luck um yeah, yeah. It was this very chance meeting she bumped into someone really random wow. and um um yeah, yeah yeah so i went to table view high school in cape town Woohoo, represent okay. um <laughs> And that probably was the most gangster school <laughs> I've ever come across in my life. <laughs> and it's so funny because the people that go there are not gangster at all, and yet they all seem to be gangster, but it's very, very funny. Um, and when I got there, it was, I didn't really know anyone, obviously, um, but I knew the girl that my mom, uh, whose mom, but she bumped into the previous day. So we met and then we sort of became friends, but she was really quiet. And I'm really not. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> not in the slightest. Um, no, I'm joking. I can't be quiet. And um, when I was, my class at the time was a very like, it was, it's a, there were two English classes and the rest of them were Afrikaans classes. Mm -hmm. So I was mm -hmm. in E2 and that English class was probably the most rebel class I ever come across. Like people were, Oh God, like, yeah, they were hilarious and they kind of took me under the wing. Um, but that school, as all high schools, was broken into cliques. And so the one mm. clique adopted me. Um, but then nice. I, I made friends with other random people who are That's like in different cliques. And then they all kind of adopted me into their cliques. But then the cliques like beefed against each other because they all they kind of didn't want oh, me wow. to be part of what? the other one's clique. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> so they were like, no, if you want to hang out with us, then you hang out with us only. And we're like, and I'm like, I'm not five years old. <laughs> 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 I'm just it, sounds like, like, it sounds like prison gangs. <laughs> low key. <laughs> low key. Low key. <laughs> um, was, it a, was it a big school? It wasn't small at all. It was oh. probably like, I think... I can't remember, it was more than a thousand people in the school, but in my grade, oh, let's say okay. about like, uh, I don't remember, probably like 300 people in my grade, I think. Okay, so it's so, oh, wow. a so, so solid, solid size. Solid, yeah. solid size of the school. And they were like, um, so there's like the Afrikaans people, the Afrikaans yeah. gang, down to the, the, the English Barbies, oh my gosh, the yeah. Barbies. And then we had like, the black kids, like the sport guys, and the jocks, and you know the regular thing. And I'm friends with like at least one or two people from each yeah. gang or each clique. Honey, stop calling them gangs. <laughs> 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 um, 
and yeah and so once i once i kind of explained to everyone that like listen i don't i'm not i'm not that hun <laughs> i'm friends with whoever i want and if you don't yeah. if you don't like it then you can go about your own way um then people kind of understood me and as time went on i kind of just went about my life high school was great for me like oh, really? especially especially grade grade nine and, and matric it was a good good times and um it was only very tricky because once I got in, like obviously people didn't know me, but and I don't know this, but people didn't actually realize that I was smart. <laughs> I don't know if it was because of the people that I hung out with, but they were just like, oh my word, she's getting awards. What does that mean? There was literally this one guy who said to me, if you, <laughs> if you are smart, then I'm Nelson Mandela. And I was like, cool, <laughs> cool. <laughs> And then the next Monday, I was on the top 10 on stage. And he was like, what does this mean? Oh, like, nice. um, but that was the moment. I think high school was like a five-year-long moment where I realized that I could actually be whatever I want to be. Mm, that's cool. And mm. it was the first time that like options were available to me as a person. And as someone coming from my family, I was the first to kind of realized that all options were an option for me if that makes sense and not just like a, a, yeah. a certain or particular field of options an option like my mom was a teacher um by profession but when she got to cape town once again luck or jesus or whatever cosmos you want to call it but um she got a job at the university of western cape and that opened doors for my brother as well but only a certain like a portion of doors but I was the yeah. first one which all the doors opened for me. So when I got to matric, I was kind of like so hell bent on proving everyone wrong, just in mm. case they, <laughs> just in case they just weren't aware how like how much I had in me. I was like, cool, I'm not just doing this for them, but I'm also doing this to prove things to myself. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, high school was a tricky time because. Academically, I was fine, and friends-wise and socially, I was okay. Yeah. I was very much the kid, but like people were like, "Hey, cool, we'll see you after school." I'm like, "Nope, my mom wouldn't allow that." Or like, "Um, oh, this is party on Saturday," and I was just like, "That's so cute." I don't even like. I got to a point where I stopped asking my mom because I knew the answer would always be no. <laughs> so yeah. I just like stopped asking and just didn't go to anything. But was um, your was your mom quite was your mom quite strict? Oh my word! Oh my word! Are you that? Oh, my mother. <laughs> bless her heart is the strictest woman i've ever come across ever like she she is the type of woman to i love her so much but she's the type of woman to reprimand her 35 year old son in a mall in front of everyone literally what happened to my brother like two months ago she literally reminded him in front of everyone in a mall oh and he God. obeyed <laughs> Um, yeah. but in terms of ac academics for, for yourself, was she like on top of you in terms of studying or was that more y you just being on top of it, like just making your own decisions there? Um, I think initially, it, uh, I don't think I ever gave my mom the opportunity to actually be strict with me when it came to my academics because I, I, I put a lot of like effort and time and academics for me were my pride, if that makes sense. Okay. Okay. And so it was mostly me and watching my brother, who is my influence for everything, actually. Um, but he used to, like, he made me study in, like, grade four, when you don't actually need to study. <laughs> you know, in grade four, no one studies in grade four. You just, like, 
do what you do in in class and then you just do it again the next day my brother used to make me sit and actually study everything and study ahead um when i was like in primary school already so by the time i got to high school it was so ingrained in me that it wasn't even like i just knew my books were a priority uh in high school did you feel like there were expectations on you at that stage um you're to say the least yeah like... yeah definitely um mm-hmm. i think once you build up a reputation oh well, not even on purpose but the reputation on the list of being the smart one you kind of have to maintain it and so mm-hmm. for like i think the first 2 3 years of high school it was fine it was easy but grade 11 and matric came with a lot of um external factors and external things that kind of played a massive role in my life and that um not distracted yeah. me but that kind of deterred me or decreased my amount of study time and yeah and it, most of that was like sports and stuff but a lot of it was family stuff and so our family mm-hmm. at the time was going through the utmost as per usual was new um mm-hmm. and and so that my studies took a bit of a knock or but not too much it was just like now i wasn't um like in the top 10 and stuff but yeah. i was still doing quite well but um yeah there were other things as well that came up but like uh, i was a prefect in 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 matric and that came with its other other responsibilities oh, you yeah and What's... it it um, yeah at that stage what motivated you to keep studying even though like all the other stuff was going on i mean you said family stuff but like how do you stay motivated if there seems to be a lot of problems around you um or issues whatever you want to call it that's a very good question um for me my biggest like um motivator has always been what i could be in the future so i've always had like a, my own plan of like what my five year 10 year whatever plan oh, wow. what my vision is going to look like or where i'm going to be in my life at the time mm. and there was nothing that could have happened in my family or in my sports career or in my uh, leadership career whatever that could have deterred me from the end goal and sure. for me it's it's not just like for me it was just being successful to the point where i can get my family to a better position in life um but also sure. make sure that my future is kind of like not set in stone but it's like um it's already is is set and like secure if that makes sense okay so, so in wanted- high school i had a plan to get into varsity and there was nothing that kind of would have deterred me enough to not get into varsity despite oh. all the things that happened around me yeah yeah uh would you say that your teachers had a good influence on you in high school um in the gangster school i think <laughs> i really i really hope none of the table people can ever hear this so that they know <laughs> that tell me is not gangster they just think they're gangster so uh, okay okay anyway. I'm, just, i'm just joking <laughs> um so my i think there were a handful of teachers that had a lot of um that had a significant impartation in my life and kind of molded me to the person that I am um most of them like there was one or two in high school but there was one significant one in primary school onto like high school that kind of 
cheered me on throughout everything. And mm. in the end of high school, mm. there was one, there were two teachers that I went back for. And I was like, you had a significant role in my life and you changed the just my outcome, not necessarily for like my passing high school because that was inevitable, duh. but it was more like my outcome in life in general and how my perspective as well and how I see it. Um, so yeah, yeah, some of them had a really, really good influence in my life. Um, but most of high school, the people that had impact on me were the friends I had, sort of. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they were... Um, how do I put it? They were really good friends. Some, Most of them were really good friends, some of them. Um, but I think a lot of them kind of taught me what I don't want in life. Mm. <laughs> oh, well, no, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. No offense to them at all, but they kind of showed me that there was a in the place in Tableview where we live in where I lived in Cape Town. It's it's kind of like a small town, and it has a small town mentality. And everything that happens in Tableview, even if it's done in secret, everyone will know about it. Type of thing. Oh, wow. And it was just yeah. the kind of that, that small town mentality just made me know, like, and realize that I this is not it for me and a lot of people there yeah it was it was very much like this is it for them and they're gonna work at the surf shop around the corner they're gonna bodyboard every day it's gonna be good time for them and that's just the rest of their lives and i was like "Mm, that's not my portion yeah i I can think that can resonate with both me and sam i'm like on on the we're both in the same boat where we came from is pretty much the same thing like no one wants to end up where we came from where do you guys come from, by the way? George. Oh yes, George. I do know this. Okay. That's probably that's probably worse than table view ending up there because it's Afrikaans and it's like yeah. just one big bubble. Okay. And people do yeah. people do just accept the fact that they're gonna be there. I mean Yeah, yeah, and that's that's okay with them and that's okay with their lives. Which I mean that's yeah. um, very much to each their own. Um right. but it wasn't it just was not my portion. Not in the slightest. No, I, I, I get that. I get that. Did you think that the high school space you were in was conducive to like molding your future, or were you? Did you have your own idea already before you even entered into? If, does that make sense? Like, did the, the, the yeah. high school benefit this 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 plan you had for your future? Um, that's such a good question. Wow. Okay. Hmm. I think. That's such a good question. I don't think high school benefited my future vision and the plan that I had for my life. Yeah. Or like it didn't, it didn't play a massive role in it. Okay. It played some role, yeah. but it didn't play a massive role. Like it, it kind of actually benefited who I became more than anything else. More than actually have a, um, more than it had like a. a, a It didn't really have that much to do with what I had already planned in my life and what I wanted for myself, but it had a lot to do in how I get to it and who I am in order to get it. Okay. So, like, I came from so primary school. I was in the, <laughs> I was in an all girls school. So when I got to high school, there were just there were so many other things happening that uh-huh. I was never at all like exposed yeah. to before so there were obviously is a co-ed high school and um 
<laughs> there were just there were boys and there were girls and there were people smoking and people doing random Jesus. things in the corner and there were people people who rode who had cars already in high school and everything yeah. you know when you get to your age and you're just like oh my word this is like the whole world meanwhile yeah. <laughs> um, <Not really>. and <laughs> yeah that's funny um but yeah i i had like a very big eye-opening experience with like a great thing to mind that kind of made me know that i want to become a particular person by the end of my trick and mm-hmm. the person i became was just exactly what i needed in order to get in order to get to varsity and survive varsity and go through what i need to go through to get to the end yeah um yeah that's, so it's crazy that's it crazy that you had like those kind of goals so early on or, or you, you had the, those kind of thoughts so early on yeah it's, it yeah. seems seems like you were a very independent person in terms of your thoughts very early on Oh yeah, I was independent in everything. I I did not enjoy asking people for things. Um Why? if I had a way to kind of do it myself, I would just do it myself. Um even in Why do you think, in, like, why do you think that's Why do you think that's that's the case? Why don't you want to ask people for things? Um I think well obviously now I've, I've grown and know that people need community and people need um yeah, sure need the bravery to actually ask people things but for myself specifically i think it's because i never had it when i was younger so when i was a kid i i grew up very i had to grow up very very quickly when i was young um and like i had to take myself to school when i was like seven already and the walk to school take buses to school and all that stuff and nowadays i wouldn't let my nieces or nephews do that at all but <laughs> i i had to do that when i was younger and Um, That's crazy. Definitely not safe in Cape Town, but we live. Um, but yeah, I I had to grow up very quickly. I had to learn how to cook mm. very quickly, and like, um, because I had an I have an older sister who's the, the oldest one, and then two brothers in the middle, then me. And oh, wow. in my culture, the men do certain things, and the females do certain things. So I could never really expect my brothers to cook and clean if I'm there to cook and clean. That makes sense. Um, definitely now that's not the case because we're wiser and we're less naive. Yeah. But um, back then, obviously, when I was eight, like I can't really tell my brother off to be like because they were much older than I was. I'm a lot lamaki. I'm um, I'm like eight or ten years behind every all of it yeah so i was already very much like the, the like the baby of the family but i grew up from baby to adult very quickly, very quickly and didn't yeah. really have that you... and so i got used to it yeah. <laughs> so so you were kind of forced into it and as maybe a result of um of being the youngest and like needing to to just or just being around older people maybe that also yeah. has a big influence on it um yeah But that's very interesting. Uh, do you think that um, because you said in your culture that that you have certain roles at, at that stage yeah. of your life, do you think yeah. certain expectations were put on you for your future, or not? Or did they um, all, did, you, did they never like was it never that to that extent? I think the expectation came mostly from me than them. So okay. for so for they, I just want to make it clear. So so it was never part your, your mother never said that this is where you're going to be or it was always no. just like wherever you want to go you can go 
Yes, yes. My mom is very much, she's a very strict person, but when it comes to like deciding your career, your future, she backs it only if it's wise. Otherwise, she'll oh, be back cool. Yeah, she backs it a lot. Like, um, more than we'd actually, more than we give her the credit for it, actually, because she, she, if we decided to become like, it, but it has to be something of significance. Like, you can't, oh. you can't, you can't dream to be less than she was because she had to dream to be more than her mother was. So it can't go backwards in her mind, which is valid. Um, yeah, sure. So I, her mother used to work for a hotel so she had to dream to be something bigger and her mother wasn't educated so she dreamed to be educated became educated became a teacher and an educator then from there the rest of us had to be something above that not that they are tears wow. in life but let's say let's imagine they are tears and whatever is above a teacher onwards is where we will so, start so in an indirect way there are kind of expectations on you um yeah Kind of. Yeah, actually, that's a. Thanks for making me realize this now. Um, is it like a therapy session? I love this. <laughs> no, no, I just, I just, I just, I just find this very fascinating, and that's all. Um, yeah. I, I hope it's not like too invasive. No, it's fine. I really, I'm quite an open book. If people ask, most that's of the time good. people don't. Okay. Yeah, people don't. That's what we've noticed as well. People, I mean, this what we've been talking about. People don't necessarily talk about their high school much with other people. No. Yeah. No, no. It's such a stage in life that people want to forget. <laughs> yeah. Like, because it's okay. always like, oh, yeah, I, if you had to go back to be a fly in the wall, um, yeah. watch, uh, observing that person, it would, would be like the most cringe. We would say the most cringe thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we all cringe people in high school because we think we're the ish and yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. During high school, uh, when did you know what you wanted to uh, like study and get into if you um, did know I knew so I knew quite early on what I wanted to become but I didn't know it was possible yet so oh, when okay. I was when I was younger um probably like 11 or so but in in late primary school I lost my dad my dad passed away and I remember like the scene of seeing him in the hospital and just the movement of the hospital staff and everything. It was kind of like, I can literally, while I'm talking about it now, I can actually see it. But um, yeah. that was kind of like the push that I needed to kind of, oh, it was kind of like the a seed that was planted of like, you could be a doctor one day. And I was like, ha, 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 I can be a yeah. doctor one day. That's but you know when you're a kid, it, like no one in your family has even dreamt of being a doctor or anything. Like <laughs> that's not something that's possible in your mind. And yeah. that's why I say how made things possible for me because we had like a, a career day. And I remember speaking to someone from Stellenbosch University at the career day and they were just talking about random things. And I was like, I just want to be a doctor. And I was like, huh, I want to be a doctor. And yeah. then yeah, it was very like, <laughs> I don't know really what's that like point exact point was but there were just yeah. many seeds planted over the years and, and came to fruition yeah. i think around grade 10 wow. um when i had wow, to choose between going to like the business route and the, the accounting or money and business and numbers mm. route or the science field and yeah and that's when i chose i think from like grade yeah. 10 or grade 9 between the two and yes. was, was that an easy decision for you to go for uh, 
instead of the business to go straight to the uh, um, medicine in high school? Um, good question. I think it wasn't a hard decision. So the mm -hmm. difference, the difference of that is like, um, I always tell people if you're struggling with the decision, pick one. If you're at peace with it, then that's the right one. If you're yeah, not at peace agreed. with it, then, easy, then that's yeah. the wrong one. So for me, when I picked it, it, I was at ease and I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's fine. That's cool. cool. That's not a, oh, that's not okay. a bad decision. But yeah, it's, it could have gone either way, actually. But um, I think it went the right way. Yeah. So did you have any other plans other than getting into medicine at that stage? Um, I, <laughs> hilariously, like I said, it's either like a business route or go the science route but within the science route there was like a myriad of things that i wanted to possibly be uh, and a doctor was one of uh, them but it okay. wasn't like set in, it set in my mind it was like either a doctor or a marine biologist or, okay. or yeah. i loved marine life i still do to like so much but um i was like oh i can, make, I can, I can totally make this like i remember watching this random one movie i think, I think it was like Willy, is it Willy or Wally or something? There's a yeah. movie with the whale. Yeah, oh, oh, free Willy, free, free Willy. Yeah, there we go. That yeah. one. Um, <laughs> but there was, I remember this one scene where they crushed up like the fish and made like fish tubes, like little ice cubes and fish form. I don't know what it was, and they fed Wally that, uh, or Willy, whatever his name is. I loved just the prospect of like working with. <laughs> animals and whatnot so i was like oh, so I, <laughs> I know i know i'm weird but it's okay uh, um yeah i, I there's like a, a possibility i even applied for, for physiotherapy i applied for um bsc when i applied for varsity so it wasn't like yeah <laughs> did you did you ever have any like creative aspirations or was it always like science-based um, hilariously, I'm actually, I didn't know this. So <laughs> apparently I am a creative. I just didn't, was not aware because I was so focused on the science aspect of life. Okay. Um, but the creative aspect of me started being kind of pulled out of me in varsity, in like early varsity years. And oh. that in the form mostly of music, but music and art, but like mostly music. And I wasn't aware. And so people like, oh my word, you're so creative. I'm like, that's such a lie. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it, back in high school, it wasn't even a thought in my mind. I, I was music? so certain I was not a creative in high school. Oh my word. What kind of music were you, what kind of music is, are we talking about? Um, so like, I would go to vocal training. I did like a lot of vocal stuff. Oh, you I can played, sing. Uh, yeah, played some piano and nice. um, I, yeah, I tried guitar, but I like growing my nails. So that just didn't work out. Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm always jealous of someone who can sing. I feel like it's such a great skill. <laughs> it, it really I mean, is. If we could only like keep it in practice that would be great but we don't have the time to sit in vocal train all the way through life oh yeah so yeah did, did you um, did you ever sing in like a, a choir or like anything like that yeah um so in, i did sad for like the first three years of varsity so that's an um acapella thing it's like a serenade and i did other like choir stuff and other 
kind of competition things, any vocal competition stuff. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, um, but but it never something you like. It's never something you like wanted to pursue as a as a profession or anything like that. No. Okay. No. I've always like wanted to like I've always wanted to perform um, and like play an instrument in front of people, but I never. I never wanted it to be a career. I've always wanted it to be like a side thing. So okay. whether it's a piano or any string instrument, whichever it may be. But um, yeah, I've always like wanted that as a dream of mine. It probably will be something that will come to fruition later on in my life. But sure. now, yeah, no, it was never, yeah. And, and, never... Yeah. and, and, and I guess it also never a, pla a plan for you in, in high school. Um, no. But when you made the decision to... Um, like to be a doctor when you were when you started applying and stuff um did you think this uh, um aligned with who you believe you wanted to be oh yes oh my word yes um there was just such a a, a natural ease when it came to like the the decision of becoming a doctor it was like um it was as if like the whole world <laughs> was like okay cool everything makes sense now that she has decided and yeah there was no how do i put it there was no, no doubt no doubt yeah no there really wasn't there've been hindrances but doubts are sure. yeah not not really doubts no um so that's interesting because i feel like for a lot of people there's a lot of doubt when it comes to their future and yeah you're lucky to have have figured it out pretty early on i feel like maybe that's yeah. partly partly because of how independent you were for some from such a young age that you had to grow up quick yeah. and figure out what you wanted to do quick. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, That's uh, so yeah, I think you're lucky to have found that really early on. Um, yeah. So, so there was, like you said, there's never any doubts of of that whatsoever. No, I don't. No doubt is like yeah. Doubt is, is, is if I can think of like one possible doubt thing. It would be when I was moving from one course to another. So we'll talk about that we'll, later. But we'll get to that, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no. I think for me, if I had a lot more voices, like I do, I did have voices. Obviously, telling me like, oh, you could do this, or you could do that, mm. and I think those voices kind of help me know what I don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. for me, I, I was very lucky because I, I'm. Just like you said, like the independence that I had from such a young age made me just know that I need to figure things out myself mm. always first mm. before I have other input. So I always go with a certain like foundation of a thought more than asking people to just build up a thought from nowhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's kind of okay. like that. Wow, that's mm -hmm. cool. Um, okay, then so leaving high school, where did you see your life going? Just to sum everything up. Um, where did I see my life going? I saw it, <laughs> well, like, uh, that's a very difficult question. I saw it going towards medicine, but I just never knew what that entailed sure. and what all, all that was going to bring with it. I didn't, I knew I had like a, a dream of medicine, of what it could look like and yeah. me being a, it was, yeah. which is very different from the reality but that was like that was my dream and that was the the the, the ideology that i had behind it all just like okay cool i'm going towards this and this yeah. is what i'm going to do and come hello high order i'll figure it out but um, that's true we'll get it done 
that's cool yeah and so that sort of uncertainty of the future was that something that scared you or was it something that excited you um i think neither <laughs> okay. I, it didn't, didn't scare me um because i think i was just i wasn't prepared for it but i thought i was yeah. prepared for it, but it didn't excite me i just it kind of just felt like the next step it just felt like okay it just felt like um a, a normal very calm progression of life and like this yeah. is happening now yeah it uh, i don't know i was actually quite lucky now i think about it it's like not being scared of something and but also not yeah. being uh, like overly anxious and overly excited about it it's like i was just kind of in the middle and what happened mm. happens didn't didn't yeah, that's, that's interesting because i think a lot of people see university as like a, a huge step you know and it's like yeah. this this big scary thing that that's, yeah you have an interesting perspective on it like i've never heard or, someone yeah. or people you know, are, say or people are like overly ex- excited overly excited about it and yeah they, they yeah. Let, let down of their expectations to, to have a yeah, neutral yeah. to be neutral but yeah. probably, probably the best mm-hmm. yeah and that's definitely something that i had to like make it happened in my head like don't be too excited but don't be scared like you can do this but also relax it was like a it wasn't just like a i think it was an active thing more than i think about it like i remember when i when i was the, the day how i got into telemosh itself i had already received um like a bursary and stuff from them which is really great so that was the the push that i needed to go to telemosh firstly but i had like ex- like been accepted at the other universities like you know pretoria and um uct and walter sisulu and all those other universities and i had to kind of pick what i wanted and that was a tough time <laughs> oh that was tough because mm-hmm. picking between them kind of like gave me as it there was a certain future that i kind of projected in my mind with each decision and mm-hmm. the easiest decision was telemosh because i had already visited it and kind of seen the lay of the land and they gave me a bursary so i was like okay cool thanks <laughs> then i decided i literally decided on like two days before i had to go there to go there <laughs> oh wow yeah <laughs> like a yeah. cool sort of day Yeah. And uh, did you ever like did you ever consider not going to university? Oh no. Oh no 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 no. Why what was it so, I... why was university like an important decision for you? Um cuz well in my upbringing um education was the key to everything. Um and it was just like I said the natural next step that mm. i never imagined myself working in a salon or working at a retail store or working i don't know or going into um interning somewhere or interning at a church or whatever it was it, it was never even like it never crossed my mind not even what like at all i guess to 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 go back to what you said earlier you 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 needed i mean the ex, not the ex, i don't want to, i i want to hesitate to say expectation but like You, th- that whole um thing about your mom wanting you guys yeah. to just to, to excel further than she did yeah. i guess university yeah. university was a natural decision to to get you to to that point i guess exactly exactly i think it was so drilled in our heads that like from when my sister um got into 
fell what enrolled out fell out whatever when my sister dropped out of university there was mm-hmm. such like a, a big hoo-ha that we all knew that was never going to happen with the rest of us uh, and yeah. so after my sister my brother um he's 10 years older than i was and he didn't go to university and didn't want so he has dyslexia but it was very lately diagnosed i think in in towards the end mid or end of high school was when wow. he was really diagnosed with it what? and by that time he hated school like he he abhorred school i can imagine but it was never even an option for him to go to university which was the complete opposite of myself from the brother who came after him like the rest of us were like okay so we're not gonna end up with those like those two we're yeah. gonna bet us above that and we're gonna go to university and um yeah so after my my brother who comes before me he's eight years older than i am and i call him buddha uh-huh. and buddha um buddha he he got into university um i think yeah after obviously after high school but i was a kid then i was like super young we still lived in um we still still lived in Paulus at the time and he came to cape town he was at uct by himself and it was like a whole thing that mom was like yeah this is this is what we need to do like this has to be our lives from now on and not anything that has happened before can never happen again so like a, like the natural progression of it all like for me it just made all the sense to go from high school to university because that's what it is meant to be yeah. and all that happened in the past was just not going to be my portion yeah okay. so so the next two years you you're in med school correct yeah well um was that an, was that an enjoyable stage of your life oh i Next. think first year <laughs> is an enjoyable stage of anyone's life <laughs> sure, sure, because sure, sure. You, yeah. you kind of you kind of dropped into the deep 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 end of like this new found bright and shiny ocean full of pearls and sharks and an enemy or whatever and you just kind of like i don't know what else i'm trying to go with it good way to put it good way to put it (laughs) um but it's it was very new and very like the the surprise that i had when i got into high school was not even like a fraction of the surprise that I had when I got to varsity and I was like sure. oh, this is how people are <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. I get that Be- um, you get, I get that because so just to, to butt in quick sorry but like no. p- people in high school have I mean where the, the high school you're in has a bubble around it and like all the people are essentially the same yeah yeah and then all of a sudden you come to university and there's like, I don't know how many people are at, at Stellenbosch. Exactly. But there's like 20,000 people, which means like all of them are going to be different. You're going to run into different people. And then all of a sudden you, exactly. you realize the world is way bigger than you than you thought it was before. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was genuinely crazy because I, I when I, my, excuse me, my first day or first night, we had this ceremony because um, I lived in the all girls race. And yeah. we had a ceremony in Francie um, where the, the the house committee and the, the leaders of the house essentially kind of introduced themselves to us. But yeah. they did it in like a, in a, we sat on the floor, there was like candles uh, like all around us and Cold they made tea. like an idol. Yeah, very cult-like, I won't lie. 
and they walked in they like their heels and their cute black dresses and they just sat in front of us in chairs and they introduced themselves but not by their names by like a nickname or whatever yeah. and it was just like it was so new and i was like people do this like what is happening <laughs> i was so confused but that was yeah. the first time i met people that like not the first time, but it was the first time that I lived with people that weren't from this country, that lived, that spoke Venda. I had never heard a oh. person speak Venda in my life. And I was like, oh, this is how it sounds like. And That's crazy. Yeah, it was honestly outside of like watching TV and stuff. But like in oh, real yeah. life, it's very, very new and very different. And there's so many different personalities. Yeah. And it was tenfold to what high school was. And sure. so it was, it was an amazing time. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it too much but in my own version of too much like my version of too much is actually what normal people's everyday is but yeah. i was like oh my word what is mom gonna think <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah it was it was such an interesting time because like everything was just open now it wasn't even yeah the, the, literally the world was your oyster <laughs> at the did time you, yeah did you feel like um that, that medicine were you in the right place when you stood in like when you started sitting the first week of lectures and all that did you feel like okay this is where i need to be hilariously that you actually asked that i was actually thinking of that um definitely 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 um but i think it was a bit warped because i was with people that were the same type of personality as i am so we're all type A personalities, I feel like majority, 90% of like med students are type A personality people and who are very like pedantic about things, who are very um, direct, who are very assertive. Do you think Daniel's, do you think Daniel's type A? (laughs) (laughs) Touche, that's good. (laughs) No, I I think, no, I don't think Daniel's type A at all. Daniel's his own person. Daniel is a very, Daniel's a, an anomaly. <laughs> he is an, an anomaly. anomaly. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, you can tell him that actually, but he's like an anomaly. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um. But yeah. Sorry. Sorry to sorry to interrupt. But I th- I think uh, I think you 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 were answering um. Yeah. yeah. If, if if I was in the right place. Yeah. 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 It did feel as if like as I remember when we had our first lecture. We had the um the dean of students whatever for or faculty manager for our faculty specifically in mbchb who came and talked to us about like about um the years upcoming and what phase we're in now and what um year one and year two are going to look like and how you need to prepare for year two because year two is the most intense one and yeah. it's just like the whole spiel of like this is the beginning and you are free ah, type of thing or whatever there's a cute little like a uh, speech and everything but i was so giddy at that speech because i was like yeah this is where i'm meant to be and it was so great like it, it felt it felt right for the first time and it didn't feel um how to put it it didn't feel like it was put on or it it was kind of effortless it just it felt it felt good it felt right like i was at the right place yeah sure okay um that's interesting because for a lot of people, it doesn't happen like that. It's not just an immediate, okay, I feel like I'm a little bit, but it seems like you, to, to fit in so early on is, is like almost, is not a, a normal thing. And it's, 
but to, to but you i think you're a very intelligent person and you're very driven and you you know what you want so mm. you, you'd know if you were in the right place or not so that that's that's very interesting that's very fascinating actually um can you talk us through what happened next after i mean you had the first two years and then uh oh yeah how, how did oh. the next look but j- j- but briefly what happened next because we were gonna get to everything well, what almost um, what what led sorry to interrupt but what what led to um you the switch and and so on yeah so um <laughs> lol um i think when i got to let's say second year second year oh fire no let's say second semester first year was when i realized that okay wow i'm actually like now i'm actually doing medicine because the first semester is very like <laughs> yeah you don't I, I really do so. much. Yeah. It's not like you're not actually doing medicine at all in the first semester. You actually <laughs> they preoccupy your time. I don't know how, but they do. Um, and you do random <laughs> modules that actually don't account for anything. But we move on. Um, and then when I got to second semester, it was kind of like, oh wow, okay, that's that's actually wow, we're doing work. And we did um, I, the modules. What were the modules? Life? No, it wasn't life forms. It was pharmacology and pathology. So you had to learn all about the diseases of the world, essentially. Before you even learn how a normal body looks like, you had to learn how a diseased body looks like and what each of those different diseases, there's like different names for different things. And if something ends with a certain couple of letters and you know it is this, like itis is Oma is a tumor or whatever it is and you had to learn that and learn kind of like the lingo and the jargon of it all and I was like wow okay this is now I'm learning medicine and when we got to pharmacology you had to learn about the, the drugs and and um like therapeutic drugs and how what they do to you and how your body deals with them and what they actually are meant to do at the end of the day um and all of it was like it was very new but it was a massive jump from like the jump from high school to varsity is big but yeah. the jump from first semester to second semester is yikes wow <laughs> um yeah. yeah to the point like obviously we don't we don't all like prepare for it so it was very like busy and big and large that when I got to second year, I was like, okay, <laughs> I can't be sleeping the same way that I was in the beginning of second semester. So I need to get into it quick and hard and just, you know, do the work that I need to do. Sure. And for a while, it was a, it was a massive struggle because um, the end of first year, you kind of, you write a test and you, and you think you've crushed it and the marks come back and you're like, never mind. That knock, that knock hits you hard. It hits you hard, especially with like a type of personalities and, and getting into medicine, what you had to do and the sleepless nights that you had to go through to get there. Now that you're there, you're like, oh my word, something like a test like this could just bring your confidence down so much that you're like, oh my word, like how do I, how do I deal with not getting 80s anymore? Like what does that mean? Yeah, right. And to the point that like it spiraled down to the point where I would like to be between a 50 and a 49. I'd be like, okay, like what is happening? <laughs> I don't fail. What does what does this mean for me as a person who has never failed in their life? Oh, yeah. And so mm-hmm. it was a massive difficult time that kind of like 
I had to learn what how to do things differently because studying in medicine is not the same as studying in high school or varsity in versus high school and so i had to relearn everything i literally had to throw everything out the door and then yeah. start again um which ended up being like bringing back my insomnia that i got at the end of high school um badly to the point where i wouldn't sleep sometimes and um for like a day and a half or 36 hours on end sometimes yeah and yeah it was a Shit. it was a very tricky time and then second second year, second year happened and second year is where you learn most of your theory work um but in a very very condensed and short period of time so oh. like you'll learn work that is probably should probably last about three months you'll learn it in like seven or six weeks and then that's that Jamie you write it you must know it at the end of it all and so it was tough it was very very tough and home life was tough as well and so it kind of added on and added on and added on and mm-hmm. i remember the the day or two days before i was meant to write my last exam in so we write exams in, in july and june mid-year exams and you write end of year exams and then mid-year exams for the first semester modules, I finished two of them, and then the second, third one, my brother got assaulted. He was stabbed fourteen times. Jeepers! And, yeah, and he, no one knew who he was. Um, and then apparently one of his friends that so they were attacked, and he, the friends ran away, but the friends saw him get taken by an ambulance and blah blah. It was a whole thing, and then they ended up obviously the drainage area for those things is Tigerberg Hospital. And I'd only been to Tigerberg like a couple of times, but like, just to like, I never touched a patient before. So I didn't even know like how to go about things. Like what is where and who is where and what goes what. And I had to go find them in the big vast jungle that is Tigerberg Hospital. Yeah. And yeah, that was a an extremely traumatic time. Um, and I I remember sitting in my exam two days later and I was just like, um, oh, there was a, a question that I saw that, that had like a picture and the picture literally brought me back to just seeing my brother on the hospital bed and just like barely Jeez. just doing it. He was awake. He was, yeah, it was a crazy time. And, um, and he was actually, so he was assaulted for stopping a fight. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Yes. Okay, um, but yeah, that exam, I don't actually remember finishing it, or if I finished it actually, but I remember just leaving and being like, all right, cool, that's fun. That. Yeah. And I just couldn't, yeah, I spiraled for the rest of the time, um, and the end of the year, I was kind of like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> I'm oh, really? very much, mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah, it was... It was such a style that, like, I don't even think I attempted anything when it came to the rest of, like, anything and all the other exams and all the stuff that came afterwards. I just wasn't fully there for them. Wow. And even if I would try study, I would study, but I'll be just reading words and nothing would actually sink in. And so, yeah. Which is completely, completely, like, fair, though, for you to, 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 to make that kind of... For your for your for your for your mind and for everything to go there because that's like extremely traumatic and most people yeah. wouldn't even be able to function after that. Mm. Um, yeah, no. 
it was it was it wasn't it wasn't cute but it didn't end there like there was oh. other subsequent stuff and like oh, a month man. later my other brother got assaulted <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> when i tell you this family actually went through the utmost but um and then like a month later my mother was diagnosed with a um had a mass in the abdomen and they were they were all thinking that it was cancer and everything and it was it was just a tough time yeah <laughs> And mm. yeah, I really, I just couldn't. And life, I couldn't do life much anymore because there was so much that, sure. yeah, there was so much that was required of me family wise that I didn't have time to like do anything else. That's so so for me, family has been whatever comes first and then everything else will come second, including my degree. So I, yeah, I couldn't, I just stopped. You are a real trooper. Yeah, for sure. Um, so then, how long was it? Um, obviously, a lot of a lot of events happened, and then how long did how long did you continue on for? Oh wait, so you finished your second year, and then you were like, I can't do this anymore, correct? Um, so I I didn't finish my second year. I oh, think oh. I carried on until oh my gosh, until when? I actually really don't remember this. Um. Probably, I didn't do my examinations, and I think oh. I did. I used to come in and out. I remember I wrote my um, my end of blocks for I think two of my modules, and then I did some of the practical things, but I didn't come in for my exams. My exams are probably like in October that year. Mm. Mm. I'm not too sure, but yeah, I uh, that wasn't it. <laughs> sure, that's yeah. crazy. I was at home. I was at home from like probably November onwards um, and December, then January, and then midway through February, my mom was like, this is enough, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> and yeah, she dragged me to her university, UWC, and she got me a meeting with the faculty manager who was a friend of hers. And yeah, I, was, and I spoke to the faculty manager of the um, community and health sciences um, department. Mm. And he was like, okay, well, applications are closed. So I can't really do anything for you. And that was before he met me. And then when I sat down and spoke to him, and he's like, you're great. I'm going to just choose what you want. And I was like, that's awkward because my mother wanted me to do nursing like my brother did. Yeah. And I was like, there is nothing. I want to do this. <laughs> Wait, just, no, just, okay. to get, just to get back, though, before we yeah. before we go to that. Um, so there was a period where you didn't do, you didn't do anything, correct? No, yeah. I was at uh, home. How long was that? Probably three months. Was it three months? Two months? Three months? Three, let's say three months in a bit. And that that seems like a quite a big switch for you. Um, Massive. Because someone who's super motivated and knows what they want. How did? Yeah. How do you think you ended up there? Just because of all the events that t- had taken place, do you think it might have just been you trying to just like, like just cool off a bit? Maybe a cooling off period is a good way to. Mm. I think I don't think I I stopped being motivated, but oh. I think I just okay. did not see. I, I think I didn't see a way forward, and when wow. I don't see a way forward, I kind of I don't like not having direction. So sure. if I get to a season of non-direction, I kind of malfunction a bit, and I kind of have to stand still for a bit. Okay, kind of bring myself towards myself, and then kind of 
find a way, then move forward. But I can't immediately be like, okay, that's not working, next one. Oh, that's not working, okay, for next one. So for months, literally, like, I would wake up and I'll just watch TV. <laughs> and my mom, I remember, was just like, this isn't it for you. And I remember doing the December holidays, it was fine because everyone was at home and it was holiday time. But when everyone back to university in January, that was when things were became very real because I didn't go back to anywhere. Like everyone was like, hey cool, holidays over yeah. and I was at university and I was I was at home watching T V. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just wasn't it, it didn't feel it didn't feel right, but I didn't have a decisive way forward. So I just kind of I malfunctioned and just kind of Good, still, and just wait. Mm. Was it was it like an important period though? Do you think, in the grand scheme of things, was it important to have that have had that, or could you have done without it? Oh yeah, um, yo, that's a good question. I think, I think it was important for me in hindsight because I now know where I never want to be again. Yeah. Versus. I could have done without it, but I wouldn't. I I might have had to kind of hit that period at a later stage in life. So I'm actually really glad that it happened in an earlier stage in life because that kind of gave me, it gave me the, the decisive nature of like I never want to get to a point where I'm sitting at home watching TV and having no actual prospects in life. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it was important in hindsight, but I, I mean I. I wish I could have done without it, but I feel like if it hadn't happened then, it might have ha- might happen or have happened at a later stage. Okay. Mm. Um, was motivation an, an important part of this stage of your life? Uh, at that current stage? Yeah. So like the motivation to not sort mm. of lose sight of the future and your dreams. Yeah, um, I mean, at that stage, I think I really didn't know what my future would look like. It, it was a very mm. different future from what I had already kind of planned in my life or kind of saw for myself. But like I said, like in in high school, when you think of like your future, it's a very like rainbows and daisies type of future. And then you get yeah. to reality. Whereas I've I found a very harsh reality that kind of brought me back to kind of like, okay, cool. When I think of my future now, I must be realistic in such terms. And I know that it won't be just rainbows and daisies. I must just have like a, so that was more of like the motivation of like, okay, cool. I can still think of a future and still imagine one for myself, but it has to have a solid foundation behind it and not just be like, Mm -hmm. oh, I know, maybe I'll be a doctor. Maybe I'll be something else. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so it, 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 it did play a big role, I think, because I think a lot of a, a, a large part of your life is figuring out also what you don't want to do. And it seems like you're quite conscious about what you don't want to do. Yes. Um, and maybe this was important because you're like, well, I don't want to just be at home. I want to be yeah. out there, like yeah. change, changing the world. Um, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, no, I had a very like distinct... I need to be in a place which I can affect other people and have an impact on people. And what I'm doing right now at home is not working for me, but I just don't know how I'm going to move forward. So that's why I carry on being home for such a period of time instead of just being like, okay, cool, 
now let's do something else. It wasn't, it was a very slow progression of like, okay, cool, let's do something else. But I still had my, like myself in sight type of thing of like, sure. I'm a person who imparts on people and not just chills <laughs> and does nothing. Yeah, yeah. So how did you get out of that situation of my uh, mother sort of being at home? My mother, ah, oh, a trooper. You think <laughs> I'm a mistake. I'm telling you, this woman is, my mother is a type of hun. My mom once punched. <laughs> <laughs> my mom is so crazy. She is, she just gets these ideas in her mind. And these ideas are... They're not just like they just they just come to her mind and it has to happen immediately otherwise it won't happen at all and mm. she just she she came home one day um she actually left <laughs> she left for work there and then she turned around like within 30 minutes and was just like nope come with me now and i was like what's <laughs> happening good morning <laughs> what are you doing it's like get in the car get ready let's go and i'm like where am i going she's like don't worry about it and I was like okay um, this, is, this is a lot and then she took me to the, the university um, and she got me a meeting with the faculty manager and he after having like an hour long meeting with him and just a conversation like he was just like hey cool I'm gonna give you 24 hours you decide what you want with your life and I will back you and just having my mom and having him I remember him so well Mr. Simpson yeah. He was like, he, he and my mom were so ready to back me in a stage in which I didn't even realize that I needed backing in the first place. Um, and it was like, yeah, it was just a nudge that I needed to be like, okay, cool. I am moving out of the slump in yeah. a different direction, but it's out of the slump nonetheless. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's just who my mom is. Like she, she also kind of like, she also doesn't do well without direction, but hers is a bit extreme. She does, <laughs> she's more like impulsive and I'm more of like a standstill, figure it out, close my eyes, work out equations and then move forward. But sure. she was like, I'm just going to leave and hope Jesus catches me. And most of the time Jesus catches her. So. Yeah, it seems like so, it's yeah. worked out for her, her thus, thus far. No, really. It really has from like moving to Cape Town to... Oh yeah, that's crazy. Moving, like it's, 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 she is the oh she is the super trooper actually of everyone <laughs> like it's super nice super. it's nice to have uh, someone to look up to like that no yeah, yeah. definitely definitely uh, um yeah to have like a strong uh mentor or or, or woman in your life is important mm. i think for everyone mm -hmm. it's important to have a yeah. strong woman in your life yeah that's right that's very true and um, it's good have a resilient woman as well who can kind of teach, show you what resilience actually looks like it's true and not yeah. what the cute um tumblr type of saying of resilience is yeah to see to, to see it in real time through like experience yeah yeah um so after that you what what happened you you you, you got as far as speaking to the um yeah so faculty, guy. yeah, guy. So, like I said, he gave me twenty-four hours to decide what I wanted, and I did not know what I wanted because I knew that I wanted medicine, but I couldn't go back to it yet. Um, 
And so I I kind of sat with my brother. I remember that night. I was sitting on the bedroom floor. My brother came to sit next to me and he was like, okay, cool, let's figure this out. And I was like, cool, let's figure this out. <laughs> the same way that I figured out which university to go to, I had to sit on the floor of the bedroom with my brother once again to be like, okay, cool, let's figure this out. And it was a very, it was, it was kind of like a process of elimination. So I know what I do. That's kind of like my whole life, actually, a whole long process of elimination. Yeah. I don't know, you know, what I don't want. So I kind of work backwards and figure out at the end of like, okay, cool. Okay, now I have these two options. I'll go with the one that gives me the most peace and move forward from there. So that night I decided to choose physiotherapy instead of medicine. I mean, instead of instead of nursing, which um, medicine isn't offered at UWC, but um, it was it was the options were OT, physio, um, social work, and nursing, and I think one other one, but that wasn't an option for me. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna choose physio and yeah. and watch Jesus catch me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I went back and I chatted to him and he was like, okay, cool. Um, let's get you sorted. And gave me someone to meet up with and just enrolled me and all that oh. stuff. And yeah, it just it happened very quickly that the day that I went to be like, okay, yes, I'm joining. He was yeah. like, okay, cool, go to class. <laughs> oh, jeepers. Wow. Yeah. Why, yeah. why at that stage couldn't you do medicine, you, you mentioned? Is it, was it just like a thing of too soon? Um, Because, well, the year had already started. Oh, 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 oh. Had, so registrations had already closed in UWC as well. And the Stellenbosch University, um, the Tigerberg one, Tigerberg campuses, Stellenbosch University registrations were already closed. So I didn't even like, it wasn't even an option to even apply at the time because I just knew. But the reason why it happened with the UWC is because my mom knew the faculty guy and he was like, okay, cool, everything is closed, but I'll open up, open it up for you for the next 24 hours so you decide what you want. So that oh, already oh. was like a God ordained type of situation. It wasn't. Oh, okay. It wasn't. It wasn't just me being like, okay, cool. I'm gonna choose this because I'm running away from medicine. It was oh, okay. Contraire. So you kind of, you kind of just saw the opportunity, and you're like, well, this doesn't happen often. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. And I think for me, with choosing physiotherapy, I was actually kind of um, subconsciously working back towards medicine. Sure. Or the thing that was closest to medicine. And I mean, I could have chosen nursing, but my brother did nursing and he was like, please don't. And I was like, cool. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Um, <laughs> he, he, yeah. helped that, he helped you with that decision. He really did. He really did. Because my brother and I are very alike. So he said that if he didn't enjoy medicine, I mean, if he didn't enjoy nursing, then I wouldn't enjoy nursing. So I was like, okay. thank you for your candor. And I moved on. Um, so yeah, in the beginning when I chose physiotherapy, I was working towards medicine. Okay, that's, inter that's interesting. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Do you enjoy physiotherapy? Oh my word, I love. <laughs> I loved it. I wasn't supposed to because I was always working back towards medicine. Yeah. Yeah. I. Oh my word, I, I loved it so much. I enjoyed it so much. I enjoyed the people, I enjoyed the work, I enjoyed um, the lecturers and, and, and supervisors. I, I think I just enjoyed everything about it. And I think, I, yeah, I, I yeah I enjoyed it more than I was meant to, um, yeah. which is why at the end of the year, it was so difficult to decide what to do 
further on. Mm -hmm. Like, do I carry on studying physio and finish the four-year degree or do I go back to medicine and pick up where I left off type of thing? So, yeah, mm -hmm. it was a very, very difficult decision. My goodness. Oh, once again, yeah. I sat on the bedroom floor with my brother <laughs> the night before admissions closed and I had to decide um, where what, what trajectory I'm going to take, which is tough. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie, it was tough. And what did you end up deciding on? So I decided to go back to medicine. Yeah, okay. I am... Um, the rationale that I had behind it all was just a simple phrase of, I love studying physio, but I wouldn't want to practice it. But I don't okay. enjoy studying medicine, but I would love to practice it. Mm. So, Ooh. yeah. So you were yeah. thinking of the long run. Yeah. You're yeah. really smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a great way of going about it, my word. Yeah. Yeah. Just... It was honestly my decisive thing. Like my brother and I sat down, we we spoke about the pros and cons, but at the end of it all, I was like, it's as simple as it may be, like, do I want to do I see this after these four years of physio, do I want to be a physiotherapist or do I want to be a doctor? And uh, which one mm. do I want more? Yeah. Sure. It sounds like you're also very lucky to have the brother you do. Listen, <laughs> where would I be without him? Literally. <laughs> um so at this stage was it difficult did it weigh on you at all changing degrees like switching back and forth was it a little like a, was it a draining thing or was it just like this is what has to happen for me to find what i want oh my goodness so remember earlier when i said that you make a decision whichever one gives you the most peace that's the right one yes i made the right decision coming back to medicine it gave me all the peace in the world there was nothing nothing heavy about it nothing nothing draining about it like obviously the degree itself is tough to go through but once i had made the decision and once i started again the following year it just once again seemed like a natural progression everything was just That's crazy it moved with a lot of grace and ease um yeah because i mean in the first semester i didn't do i didn't have any um modules because i had already done those those first semester modules but the second semester once once i got there met people um and like yeah i got into the swing of things and 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 moved into res and it was like a whole just a very one after the other type of simple okay this is what's happening very well and it was it, uh, it went well it went well i was quite fair with it um do you think this aligns i, I mean it's very clear that it that it seems like um medicine is very much your purpose right yeah. In, would you say it's your purpose in life? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, I think I've only realized recently in what terms or, like, what that actually means. But I think it, it, there's a reason why it has always felt natural to be in the space that I'm in of medicine. Like, I've always felt like I want to impact people in the best way that I know how and in in like now where I'm at I kind of have to had to bring my personality into it because you know you don't just I mean for the longest time in medicine you just you studied for tests more than anything else but yeah. now you're kind of working towards being an actual doctor and having people's lives in your hands and having that responsibility and that responsibility must always be like affirmed with who you are as a person and I think yeah. for me, my personality started coming out 
um, in medicine to kind of give give like I don't know a specific like pizzazz to it all, <laughs> like my own little sibi type of flavor to it all. And um, yeah, it is it is <laughs> honestly where I think I'm meant to be, and it's only the beginning for me personally. And what my purpose is going to look like at the end of it, at the end of my life, is not at all what it's looking like now or like what I can even dream of now. Sure, yeah. um, mm. I feel like there's a lot more, but medicine will only open that door first and for foremost. Sure. Yeah. And my personality can only aid it and, and not hinder it. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. What would you say to someone uh, in a similar situation to yours at the time who is thinking about switching degrees, but they're not too sure if it's a good idea um i'll honestly say um do the thing that's gonna make you happy and set your heart on fire i think mm. when you when you do something out of other people's um out of other people's expectation it's yeah, never yeah. gonna well because you're not the one you're the one who's gonna be doing it but you're not the one who came up with it and so mm-hmm. even though people are like, no, do this, do that. This is going to be good for you at the end of the day. And think of the long haul and that's great and all. But um, you must also think of the long haul in terms of who you are and how you can handle things and how you can handle life. And if you don't see this being something that adds to your life instead of takes away, then you're, yeah. uh, it's it's probably not for you. Like do the yeah. thing that's, that honestly makes you happy. Um and it doesn't have to make you like happy as in like joyful and smiling the whole time because I'm not joyful and smiling all the time, but I know at the end of the day, this is exactly where I'm meant to be. And this is what makes my soul happy. And this is what brings out the best version of me, okay. but it's obviously yeah. not meant to be all rainbows and daisies and very nice and easy, but I'm the one who has to be a doctor at the end of the day, despite what other people would have wanted for my life or whatever um, ideas they had for me or advice or whatever it was. Um, But all advice that you receive from people's advice you should be taking. So yeah, you just have to discern for yourself what what you as a person, who you are firstly and what you want at the end of the day. Sure. Yeah. Um, So yeah, switching back and forth, I guess we kind of covered this already. You said it, it, it wasn't a difficult move for you because you knew what you wanted to do. Mm. Um, so th- there was never any, there was never any shame or anything like that. Cause I feel like that's something that it often accompanies, uh, oh. switching. Do you know what I mean? See now, when we talk about that, that's a different chat. That's a, oh. I, it, wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't difficult for me, but it was difficult in terms of other people and me. So oh. for me as a person, I knew what I wanted. But it's obviously going to look a certain way to certain people and right. outside people. So when I when I dropped out in the first place and wasn't in medicine anymore, I lost a lot of friends, like a lot. Mm-hmm. But that was mostly because I was going through my own shame spiral and going through my own things. And I didn't have time to kind of like impart on people. And that, that's what people were so very much used to out of me. And so they didn't know the CV who needed them. So they never realized that I needed them. So they just kind of stayed away. And that was okay with me because I needed to be alone. But then yeah. once they stayed away, I also stayed away. <laughs> so yeah. then it just kind of ended up being like, 
I, I, I had my previous um, medicine friends, but like when I got to when I got to physiotherapy, like I said, it was a great time because I've met people who actually helped me um, come out of that and 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 literally trudge me out of my um, existential darkness, I suppose. And so, yeah. yeah, and they and they kind of helped me become the best version of myself. And so, yeah, it was a, it was a difficult time when it came to people, but for myself, the back and forth from medicine to physio and back from physio to medicine, it was tough because once I got back to medicine, all my friends that I was in second year with were now fourth years. Oh, right. And I was still in second year. So, and so I, in, I would bump into them and uh-huh. it would just be incredibly awkward because they didn't care much for me in the times that and oh how do I put it because I genuinely do not resent them and to each their own um but they didn't really do much in mm-hmm. the time that I needed them and oh. so I, I realized I did not need them if that makes sense okay. and so I just moved on with my life but then once I went back to medicine yeah, I had already moved on and they moved on and it was very awkward because then we were in the same space but in different in the same physical space, but in different like emotional spaces, and just couldn't really be friends again. Okay. Um, so yeah. How did you go about dealing with that? Uh, do you think you dealt with it in the right way, or or was there a better way to? Because obviously you're going to see them on campus. Now, did did you avoid them, or were you just like, well, if I see them, I see them. You don't seem like the type to avoid. <laughs> no, not. Um, I honestly. I wish them I wish them all the best in life. But um I was very much like Yeah, if I'm the type of person who did a lot for people in the past. Oh, I can see when that, yeah. I took my when I took my sabbatical, call it that, and <laughs> <laughs> and I took my year in physiotherapy, that that those two years of just change and myself working on myself. Um, help me realize that I'm not going to put in effort into people that refuse to put effort into me. So it's not that I wanted, um, it's not that I wanted much from people, but I just wanted them to not always expect me to be the one to make the first move or to be the one to like, you know, bring the, um, extend the olive branch. And I had no animosity at all against anyone sure. um, to the point where, like, I'll see people and I'll be like, oh, it's hi, it's hi. Or, like, you know, I'll greet and um, yeah. I'll say happy birthday, I'll send messages and, and I'll, you know, I'll do the normal thing, but I just wouldn't ex- overdo it. Okay. And I think they always expected me to overdo it that when they didn't receive it from yeah. me, they were just like, what is going on? Oh, and yeah, and that was a um, the year, the physio year was a, a tough year, but a really good year. Yeah. But it was tough in terms of um, a friend of mine, whew, a friend of mine in that year when I was doing physio in 2015 committed suicide, and he was within our friend group. And so we kind of had a, a, a reunion, um, obviously for his memorial and his vigil and all that stuff. But at that time, we weren't there to deal with our relationship as oh, as yeah. friends. We were there to deal with this, the the tragedy that we were all kind of facing. And so after that, we, can't, we all just went back our own separate ways. And then yeah. when I went back the following year, 
um, to medicine and I saw them like every day, it was very much like, I oh, hi, it's so nice to see you, hugs and whatnot, but it was never, it was never the same again. And we were never really friends much after that. Sure. So definitely there was tough times that came with both, but when it came to myself, that came with both um, transitions, but when it came to myself and my ambition and my where I want to be, that was a very easy move on both yeah. sides. The, yeah. the more, the more you, you talk about it, the more it sounds like, um, I mean, through all that, your adversities and, and the, 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 all the stuff you've been through, it sounds more and more like medicine is your purpose, which is very interesting. <laughs> It, it, yeah. it, it makes it makes more and more sense as as we as we carry on talking about it, which is very interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's making more sense to me too as we carry on talking. So it's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's good that we're both. That we're both good. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's clear, like as as we've been talking, that it's the right decision. Um, but uh, what motive? What what carried on motivating you to 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 keep on this degree and, and not to and not to fall into like this this is the same things you had you had in the past if, if that makes um, sense. yeah that makes so much sense um so i think the fact that the things that happened in the past happened were the exact reason that and the exact thing that i needed to know that i never want to go through such that those things again right uh, yeah English this time yeah whatever whatever spirals that I went through in the past whatever um I mean I don't I don't I wouldn't necessarily now at this stage diagnose myself at all with a depressive state back then but I was in a sort of kind of semi depressive state back then I know I never want to be in that space again and so I work against it every time and I work towards my mark push towards my mark of wanting to be something one day and anything that kind of hinders that is not for me I literally if I see it in my in my my sides um coming up ahead I kind of like veer away from it and go so um I mean it's not being easy because like life is tough and um there's always something going on and there's always things that will kind of hinder you from your progress. But um, nothing has stopped me the way those two years stopped me. Yeah. And I just know from experiencing those two years that I never want to experience them again. And I'm glad that actually happened because I don't want them to happen any later. I'm glad that happened earlier on in my life and earlier in an earlier stage in the stage in which I probably was not, I don't know, obviously was not prepared for it, but at a stage in which I was susceptible to it and could deal with it. Sure. Um, whereas at an earlier stage it would have much more magnitude and much more uh, bigger consequences. Um, sure. I mean, if something like that happened at a stage in which I am a doctor, there's no way in which I, you know, could have dealt with life um, the way that, yeah, I had to deal with then. So sure. yeah, it was a it was a very is a learning curve and learning curve at that that I now know what I want to never happen again. Okay. Yeah. What yeah. I never happen again. Yeah. Uh, so to bring us to 
sort of the present. How did the yeah. next few years play out for you? Um, quite good, actually. Um, like I said, there have been difficult times, but in the year, like, second semester of um, second year, I met really amazing people that I'm friends with now and a really good community um, in and of itself, like, that is just good people, but also good for me and not just, like, and not just for hype, but not just for her heart, but actually, like, Jamie, good for me as a person. And I never yeah. realized what good community can do for you, um, including, like, my, my siblings and whatnot. Like, those stages or those years are quite difficult years. I mean, granted, every year has something coming up in my family, but those years are particularly difficult. And um, in the, the formative, like, the, the years that, came afterwards like in third year fourth year fifth year and now in sixth year things are a bit more like relationships between my family members have never been better and that's a first <laughs> because things have oh, always been shaky like my mom and i had a stage where we genuinely did not stand each other like wow but now she's like my best friend <laughs> like my actual best friend it's ridiculous um and my brother is like there was also a stage in which my brothers did not could not stand each other as well and my sister was going through her own situations and she just didn't like us much <laughs> so she like moved away and um Mm-hmm. lived her own life but now everyone is back together again there's just like i don't know this is such a, a calmness now when it comes to yeah. there's always something come up that's very difficult that we all have to deal with but <laughs> overall it's actually quite it's actually quite good it's quite nice and and my family is kind of like an indicative measure like as to how I am as a person, yeah, like if how good how how are you and how good are you and if you're going through things and whatnot, just find out how my family's doing and then you'll know how I am as a person. That, that, that's very yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. So everyone's good. I'm good too. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that, that's cute. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So the next bit, bit. I guess the next few years. Uh, panned out better than the previous years would you say in, yeah, terms of academics, in terms of academics though more specifically yes yes definitely so um yeah no i never went through certain those said spirals again i you know did every year in time on time and did everything uh, uh, my mom started coming up and i actually started grasping medicine as a whole and not just to pass the test but to be like okay cool um, especially in fifth year onwards you have to have the mindset of oh i'm not learning this just to pass the test but i'm learning this so that i can save a patient's life if something like this is presenting in front of me in the hospital and i'm not anyone there um so yeah, yeah and especially in in the second half of fifth year we do we do um from second half of fifth year up until the end of sixth year we do student internship so you no longer have classes you no longer have lectures and stuff but you are in the hospital 24 7 essentially um and you may have oh, like Jesus. test exams and practicals and stuff but most of it is just day-to-day seeing patients in whatever um field or rotation that you're doing at the time and yeah, mm-hmm. it has been so tough wow <laughs> wow it has been so tough but 
yo, I'm, it's actually, it's great because it's been tough, but not alone. Like the people that I'm on the same group yeah. with, same rotation with, we go through the same set of rotations at the same time. And so um, last year was a very tough one because we were kind of just thrown into the deep end. There's like a massive difference between fifth year in first semester versus fifth year in second semester. And you just get such a wake up call because <laughs> they give you a different badge. So, you know, when you are in your final phase of medicine, they give you a badge that is red and white and the normal badges are white and navy. And so when you have the red badge and people start looking at you differently, like you must cure, I don't know what, cure Corona, essentially. <laughs> but they just have that expectation of you. So you get there and they want you to be like, have the mind of a subspecialist, essentially. Oh, wow. And they just ask you things and you're just like, how in the world do you expect me to answer this? And they're like, no, I gave you this lecture. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> dude come on now second year who remembers that um so it, it, the expectation and the is a lot that coming from um senior doctors and to the point where it is you it's it's too much it's actually too much and there's certain people like my classmates that cannot handle it and you can physically see that they are not handling it that the people are going through hectic like people have panic attacks and people have Depressive episodes, I know at least five of my um, classmates that have been institutionalized purely because of stress and anxiety. And so it is not an easy time. Um, there's too much expectation. There's yeah. not a lot of, it's not like a, it's not a conducive space of learning, but you learn nonetheless, despite it not being very conducive, but you, you still learn. Um, and obviously, like, like sorry. the, Sorry, no, and obviously the um, the context of Salamash University doctors. Oh, um, we love Salamash University. We also are fully aware of how uh, they are very intense and they are very um, Afrikaans, and they and that in and of itself should kind of explain to you what I mean. Yeah, they are yeah, very. Yeah. Yeah. They're very intense. And so that context and how they used to learn, they kind of bring it forward into this day and age and nobody does that anymore, but they still do. And so it's very tough because they kind of put too much on you. And if that's yeah. not your way of learning, if that's not your vibe, if that's not your, um, I don't know, even the cultural aspect of it all actually plays a, plays a role because... In, in my culture, we treat people a certain way, and in other cultures, you could do something completely different. So for me, I have to kind of learn how we are as a person first before I can fully know how to work with you, and in a way in which we won't butt heads. Yeah. And yeah. I don't want to keep quiet. <laughs> so uh, if someone is going is doing something that's not in and that's not okay, I'm gonna say that's not okay. And yeah, it's just been. Um, very tough moments in SI, very tough moments. Sure. Um, very long sleepless nights. You're expected to be in the hospital by 6 a.m., see your patients and all that stuff, present, stay there until like 5, 6 p.m., and you barely had a snack to eat at all in that day. So, yeah, intense, but that's, yeah, man. We I was going to say, I was gonna say, it sounds like you're like training for the army, but like in a different context. 
low key, <laughs> low key, like not for real though. <laughs> like it is, it is very like <sighs> it depends on like who your supervisor is and who your senior doctor consultant is. Uh, um, but each person is different, and that's why you kind of have to relearn something at the beginning of your modules because or beginning of your rotations because each person who the one who takes you or is supervising you is different from the one who supervised you five weeks ago sure. so then you have to like do something completely different and learn who they are as a person in order to work with them properly and not step on toes and whatnot and so yeah, yeah. yeah yeah what what we do for one thing we're not expected to do for the next for the next thing uh, so um, it gets yeah. confusing i can I can imagine but uh, mm. it sounds like um, having like an end goal is real important through all of this to like know that through all these like these real struggles, which I can't even put I, like I, I don't I don't I, would, I wouldn't even want to put my, myself in your guys's shoes. But like through all the struggles, yeah. it yeah. helps to know like there's an end point for, to all of this. And maybe I think that's what is a good way of motivating yourself and it sounds like a way that you yeah. motivate yourself quite often yeah yeah i mean like if you're not working towards something then what are you what are you doing like i, I understand yeah. a lot of people um i think in our, in our day and age especially for our generation like we have we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to get to a, a certain point but sometimes we don't even have that point in sight or we don't have the a vision of said point. And so we're kind of just like pushing ourselves and breaking our backs. But yeah. what what exactly are you are you working? What do you want as a person out of yeah. yourself more than anything else? Because I think no one can be there at the end of the day except for you. So what, yeah, what do you I want? Think, yeah, I think yeah. that, that, that that's important. I think it's also important to keep on reminding yourself of that. I think that helps to get through all of it, to be like, it's a constant reminder of there is this end goal. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good no. way of motivating yourself. Um, yeah. Through what sounds like is very hectic. Yeah. I mean, we deal. It's all right. We are chill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, it um, is. It's not for the faint hearted, if I could put it that way. Sure. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it. I guess to, to produce the best, you kind of have to go through like, military exactly. style training exactly if you, if you if you i guess if you don't have like the, the heart or the stomach for it then you're not supposed to be in that space i don't think yeah no definitely it's an um, this is this is quite of a um more of a summing it up question i think you've answered it before but just to briefly yeah. answer it more specifically um what is it that you take away from the adversities you've experienced uh, thus far um i take a lot of things away i take away um the importance of people and the lack of the importance of the lack of people as well yeah. um having people and not having certain people yeah. knowing what is productive for you and what isn't productive for you um choosing yourself above a lot of other things that um you're kind of expected to choose instead like prioritizing and, right yeah, you prioritize and you and you must always remember why you're prioritizing. You're not just prioritizing for the sake of having a list of one, two, three, but you prioritize for a specific reason and you're not just doing it for ha-has. Um, and yeah, the importance of just having 
um, a goal inside because yeah. not having mm-hmm. something to work towards, um, you won't have the the the, the munition <laughs> or the goal to actually work towards said goal. Um, sure. Sure. Yeah, it is. It is once again like for me the thing, especially in the past year and a half or year three months, I've learned the importance of community and. Um, knowing who's on your side and who's not yeah. and it's okay when people are not on your side because they have their own things to deal with so that's honestly not on them it's not a not saying anything bad about anyone but um yeah just knowing just knowing um yeah what you what are you working towards and keep yourself motivated and if you and if you don't have the motivation then have that person who is on your side who can remind you of your motivation because for True. me I had my brother and I had my mom and there were many times where I kind of lost the way and they were the ones who'd be like, yo, dude, um, remember the time that you said you can be a doctor? Okay, cool. Let's do that. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. I mean, that's a difficult thing, though, because a lot of people don't have people in their life like that, which is yeah, which is sad. also just a result of their circumstances. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's like everyone has their own experiences in life and everyone finds their own way of dealing with things and motivating themselves in different ways um do you uh i guess this is quite important do you ever doubt where you are today or you like i know exactly um no Mm -mm. i i don't doubt where i am i think doubt is a very rare thing in my brain it happens but um um not not too much it happens in the sense of other contexts but not in the context of my career okay um adult timing more than anything else what do you uh, mean adult, by that? so if, if i don't doubt location i doubt um the timing of said location so am okay. i at the right place at the right time and okay do, I, am I working towards them? Is it okay for me to do this now? Or do I need to just bring myself to myself first and then sort it out afterwards? Or, and that's just, that's not just in the context of my academics or my career, but in the context of life in general, in um, my family, in church, in relationships, like it's, sure. it, it, it is, yeah, it's a context for me. I, I don't doubt location because I, I think I always, ah, uh, always is a strong word, but um, I think most of the time oh, wow. I know yeah. what, um, we are what I'm trying to press towards, but the timing of it all, like, is this God ordained or not? Is this okay for me right now or not? And yeah, it's, yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, timing. Can you explain for, for my sake, what is bring myself towards myself? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I actually forget that I say that haphazardly and people are like, what do you mean? Um, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> All this time, Jake, you've been struggling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless your heart, kid. Um, anyways, um, myself towards myself means. <laughs> what does it mean? I, I think for me, <laughs> I think for me, is it, it means. Is it kind of like stay true to yourself in a way? Yeah, yeah, sort of. It kind of means reminding myself of who I am and what yeah. I'm doing. So it's, it's, it's always bringing, bringing myself back to the center, bringing oh, myself like back that. to 
my uh, myself and and my perspective of life and my goals and whatnot. So it's always your just values and whatnot. You know when you, yeah, my values and my morals and my standards and what I expect of myself. I like that. I, like I that. expect of people when they approach me and how people talk to me and yeah, it's kind of like you know when like. <laughs> You know when someone like um says something or insults you or whatever and you have to just like you're about to answer or like and you have to bring it bring it back a bit it's kind of yeah. like that it's kind of yeah. like you're about to do something but then you have to just like just pull it yourself in a bit. yeah yeah it's kind of like that centering myself okay every now and again especially when it comes to people yikes okay. <laughs> um so in conclusion kind of the last few questions um where do you see Sivi's uh, life in the next five years going? Sure. That's such an interesting question because it's such a scary um, yeah, it reality. Yeah, um, It's such a scary reality. Um, yo, don't get it twisted. The future is scary, man. Um, but I'm, I think well, my beliefs and my my belief in God and, and all that, is, it helps me be calm through it all yeah. so in five years i would see myself um being a, a surgical registrar at a sure. uh, hospital uh whichever teaching hospital around south africa wow. um and i'm not too sure in what field that i want to be in specifically but i want to be a surgeon that's and I'm going to be a surgeon because I can't stand actual medicine. <laughs> I need to be in an operating theater. <laughs> I can't do, I can't deal with TV. I just can't. <laughs> I can't do it. Not one, <laughs> one more TV patient. I beg. I just want to cut things. Thank you. Um, no, I'm joking. But <laughs> I'm joking. But um, yeah, on, on a serious note, like I, I see myself being successful in my field. Um, because I just expect that of myself, and so I'm going to do it. Um, but yeah, I see myself as uh, training to be a surgeon in five years. Cool. Mm. Nice. And mm-hmm. so there's no there's no sort of uncertainty as to how that might turn out. Like you're basically 100% sure that that's going to happen. Um. Hundred percent is a very strong number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. M- think... Maybe, maybe bring it down to ninety. <laughs> um, we can do like a um a good ninety. Ninety is good. Um, I'm ninety yeah. percent sure I will be a surgeon. I've no clue in what specific field of surgery I want to be in, but that mm. yes. But also, when whenever someone actually asks me this, it's actually something that. <laughs> I didn't know this, but um, someone pointed it out to me a few months ago that whenever people ask me about my future, I always mention my career first, and I never mention family aspirations, marriage aspirations, child, whatever, whatever it may be. Like I, I don't think of other things outside of my career. So once again, I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but that is my goal and aspiration to be a surgical registrar by the time I am in five years time in 2025. Um, But I don't know what could come up and hinder that or change the course or what could be awakened awakened in uh, in that time between now and then. Um, I could, I don't, like for me, I'm not a, 
I'm a big family person when it comes to my family, but I don't want to have a family. Well, yeah. That's so funny, but no. I don't. I don't want to have children, and so. Oh, wow. I don't know if that will change. Like, I don't know if something will happen and be like, oh, wow, okay, well, now I'll have your child type of thing. I don't know. Like, mm. but I do focus, my number one goal in life is to be a surgical registrar in five years and become yeah. um, a really great surgeon as best as my, as best as I can. Oh my gosh, English. Is, is, is that, is that more exciting or scary for you? Oh, that's exciting for me. <laughs> that's very exciting for me. What's scary for me is next year. Because next year is um, my first year of being a doctor. I'm doing my internship. Ooh. Or two years of internship from next year and the year after. And that'll be the first time in which I have complete, complete soul sure. responsibility of a person. Yes. And then I... And that's a lot because I've been in situations where I've been in control of a person's life and had the responsibility, but not the sole responsibility. Oh, yeah. And I've had situations where I've been in resuscitations before and I had to lead everything, but I've never been the one to take the full responsibility of anything. Um, yeah. And so, you know, having, having seen people die, um, having seen really hectic things in the hospital, um i can i i i know it's gonna take a lot for me to get to that point as well where i'm just like okay i am ready to take that responsibility on right. my shoulder that's a big but right big, now that's a right huge, now that's a huge responsibility to take on i mean i didn't i didn't even think about this um yeah it's a whole different thing yeah, that, no yeah, it's not only taking responsibility of your own decisions, you're like taking responsibility of someone's life. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But I guess that's yeah. why they train you so hard. That's why you've yeah. been dealing with so much shit, I guess. Yeah, that's so true. It's honestly why they do, but um, they just, they do it in dumb ways. But okay. <laughs> you okay, see what enough, the means, it's a means to an end, and you yeah. understand the end is big and large enough that yeah. it requires the means. But they could change that again. But they just I think the whole thing about life is you're going to deal with dumb people every now and then, though. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. I. <laughs> yeah. It is. It is a big thing, but it's a thing that obviously I, I need to like. I'm working on to get towards. Um. By the time I I start next year, Jan. Yeah. What, what, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? You, like the, the 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 steps it's going to take for me to fully be a person that, that I can take it on my shoulders and be like, okay, cool, I can move forward, is going to take me probably personally, me personally, the rest of the year to kind of like work up towards it. We like, work up towards to, towards what? What are we? Towards uh, being solely responsible for. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much, that's pretty much everything. It sounds like you're well in your way though. I mean, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it sounds like you've got a pretty exciting future ahead of you is, is what I mean. Yeah. It, 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 will, it really, I'm excited for it. I really am. This is the first time that I can actually be like, yo, I'm excited. Um, it's, it's going to take a lot, obviously, but I think I'm ready for it. And 
if I'm not ready for it, then I will become ready as I go through it. <laughs> sure. I, I feel like yeah. all the stuff they put you through, they, they, would, they would make sure you're ready for it. But, exactly. uh, but yeah, um, it does sound like you're the type of person... You're, you do sound like the type of person I would trust with my life. Like you're, you're very much in, in every in every part of you. You 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 have characteristics that would make sense to be a doctor. Like it it, it just makes sense. Some people yeah, are just yeah. meant to have certain roles. And yeah, it really does sound like you found your purpose, which is which is crazy. More than most yeah. people can say. Yeah. No. Definitely. Yeah. Some, I'm lucky. Yeah, you, somehow you just managed to align with it. Mm. Very cool. Sure. It's actually, it's such a brilliant way to put it. But yeah. Um. But yeah, it was it was great. It was great talking to you, Siri. It's good yeah. to talk to you too, guys. Nice to catch up a little from the last time. Um, yeah, no. We hope we hope the best for everything that comes ahead, and hopefully, uh, things work out soon, so you can get back to, uh sorting out your future yeah because yeah. kariri that covid19 is not helping me out at all yeah. this is actually a, yeah. a stress because a lot of us didn't know if we're going to finish the year Jeez. um we're going to actually so obviously we all have to start on the first of jan next year and we don't know if they'll be done with everything in time for us to be starting on the first of jan next year yeah. so everything pushed back to the point that like our graduation's meant to be early, early December, but now <laughs> we might not even graduate this year. We might graduate like in March and work ahead of time. So I, I don't know what's going to happen. And things are escalating in um, South Africa, not as, I mean, not as hectic as Italy and um, uh, Iran and, and France and all those places, but um, it is escalating to the point where, like, obviously, there's now a lockdown, but we jump from like, we went in two weeks went from like i don't know 60 something cases to i went from 40 something cases to 709 or 700 and something yes. so yeah it is it is scary it's moving forward this death virus um so we'll have to see what the government and everyone decides yeah. um at a later stage after these three yeah weeks. yeah man but yeah, thanks. Thanks Great so time. much. Thanks, guys. This yeah, was okay. fun. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, I really appreciate this. This was fun. You got I, me to think about my past, <laughs> reflect a bit. Yeah, we're, we're um, we, I'm actually really glad that we got to chat to you because you've had a very interesting experience, and I think it's an important one to to talk about and for people to hear. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Appreciate bye -bye. you guys. Bye, bye, Sivi. Bye, Sam. Bye, Jay. In this segment of the podcast, we want you, the listener, to get involved. Each week, we will ask for your opinions or stories about a certain topic, and we will discuss them during the next podcast. This week's question is... What do you say when someone asks you what you do for a living when you don't really do anything? To get involved, you can submit your take on our website, send us a DM on Instagram at postpubescence or message us via Facebook.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Post Pubescence Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed it and maybe learned something. If you have any questions or criticism for us, you can submit it to our website. Tune in next week for another episode. Cheers.